Good morning, everyone. We are uh, so glad that you're here to worship with us. And good morning to those who are online as well. Um, I know some of you might have uh, slept in because of the time change. But for those of you who are here in person, it doesn't even look like you lost an hour of sleep. You look so happy to be here and joyful. It's awesome. And you know what else is really cool? Um, I can see everybody's faces. Just think last year, everybody was wearing masks. It's awesome to see everybody's face. It's wonderful. Um, So a couple of quick announcements. Easter egg hunt is April 16th. Um, from 11 to 12 here at the church. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So Catherine, uh, if, if anybody wants to help, see Catherine and tell her, just go see her after church and tell her you're going to help. She would love that. Um, 40 days of prayer. We have lots of uh, small groups going over uh, that class. Men at the Well is on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Um, Pastor Sam is doing 40 days of prayer at 11 and at 6 on Wednesdays. And Harriet Murray She would tell you her class is better than Pastor Sam's. That is on Wednesday nights at 6 as well. So there's lots of options for that. Um, Our mission focus for the month is the Love Center. As you know, our mission team uh, gives to Love Center every month. Um, And when we have things like Ladle of Love, we give all of our extra food over there. So we're always connected with the Love Center. So always remember to uh, pray for the Love Center. Uh, We have a rose on the altar. Um, a new baby born into the life of the church and the Early Learning Center. The parents are Jordan and Blake and uh, big brother Anderson. So big congratulations to them. Uh, next Sunday, here in uh, this, this service uh, at 11 a.m. is going to be Confirmation Sunday. So it's going to be really exciting. You want to make sure you're here for that. And this is the last announcement. Pastor Sam, are you ready for this one? I forgot my green hat. So um, Thursday, Thursday, usually we have our mosaic service at the the back 40. Um, But because it's St. Patrick's Day, we thought there might not be room for us. We've moved our party to the gym. We're having a St. Patrick's party at 6 o'clock in the gym. Guess who's invited? Everybody here. We're going to have a party. So, uh, And when I was talking to... um, Leslie Johnson on the missions team, she said, oh, well, let's, let's pack some of our bags that we're making for people that get out of the jail. We're going to make some mission bags for there in the Love Center at our St. Patrick's party. It's going to be a blast. We are going to have uh, barbecue uh, sandwiches for everybody. And we just ask you, if you come, bring a green side to share. A green side could be a veggie or it could be a really tasty dessert that you put green food coloring in. And if you're running really busy and don't have time to run to the store to get a side, come anyway. We're going to have plenty of food. We would love to see you there. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come to worship this morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning and welcome. And I want to invite our children at this time to go with Miss Catherine to Children's Church. They always have a wonderful time and she always has something up her sleeve for the kids. So I'm, I really am disappointed that Pastor Andy didn't have his, his, his green bowler hat today to, to make the St. Patrick's Day announcement, but do come. I've already heard there's going to be key lime pie there. And so anything green that you can do, I'm thinking about like some collard greens or something like that because, you know, I'm from Alabama and all of that. So come and join us Thursday night. We thank you so much for supporting your church. I know you love your church and I do too. I know you love your community. I know you love God and want to keep these ministries going. So, so give and give generously. Give from the heart. You can give online or, or give through the plates or, or however you want to. But but keep supporting your church. Keep supporting your church whenever Miss um, Barbara or somebody calls you and says, can you volunteer to do something? That's another way we give, okay? We give our service. Uh, give your prayers, right? We're doing 40 days of prayers. If you're not already praying hard for your church, then, then double down, pray hard, because this is a season of prayer, the season of Lent, and pray for us, okay? So let's pray right now. God, our Heavenly Father, thank you so much for blessing us, for being our provider, for making us able to give now to you these tithes and offerings. Bless them, Lord. Bless them and use them for your kingdom's glory, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
seated. This is a time that it says in our bulletins, we share our joys and concerns. And sometimes it just seems like we get to the concerns and leave out the joys. But how many of you uh, have been blessed and joyful because of our music today? So, yeah. Okay. So thank you all so much. It really is beautiful. It's a joy. Um, so we want to hear your answers to prayer. We want to hear the the little God winks that you get through your week. And so send those in too. You can, uh, you can jot it down. You can tell us about it. We love to hear those stories of answers to prayer because we've had them, haven't we? We've had those moments of joy. And, and I, I see those, those celebrations uh, that you share a lot of the times. We also have our concerns we want to pray for you. If you, if you have a prayer need, um, jot it down on a prayer card. Um, send it to us, fumc at fumcgaston.org. You can email it to us. You can put it in your comments section on the Facebook page if you don't mind doing that. We'll, we'll pray for you. We really will. We'll celebrate with you. We'll rejoice with you. We'll pray for you uh, because we have confidence in our loving Heavenly Father. I want you to join me even now as we pray for um, the needs that we have and for the needs around the world. Will you join me? And gracious God, our Heavenly Father, we do praise you and we give our very best to you, Lord. Whatever that happens to be, we come just as we are. And God, we praise you with, with every ounce of energy that we have. We praise you with all of our, our talents and, and all of our gifts. And God, sometimes as we come before you and, and bring ourselves before you, uh, it doesn't seem like there's much there, Lord, because we feel beat up and we feel worn out and we feel, Lord, sometimes ashamed. So we, we repent now. We ask for your forgiveness because we know as we humble ourselves before you that um, we need your mercy. <laughs> You are a God that's full of, of loving kindness and mercy, and that's what we need. We need you to lift us up so we humble ourselves before you even now. God, for the needs uh, in our own lives, we ask you in trust right now. And nothing is too big and nothing is too small. As we said in our Bible study, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. So we bring our needs before you, and we just ask you, Lord, for our own needs. And God, for the needs that we have uh, of other people that we're concerned about, there's so many health needs, there's so many um, just relationship needs. There are people out there who, who don't know you or are far, far away from you, Lord, and we pray for their salvation. And, and God, for people who are in war-torn areas, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, Lord, that you would strengthen and protect them. We pray for a change of heart, Lord, for those who want to bring war and destruction. We pray, Lord, that peace will break out because we know you are an awesome God and nothing is too hard for you. And finally, we yield ourselves to you and we ask, Lord, that you help us to keep on learning, Lord. Open up our hearts and our minds. Help us to keep on learning and teach us to pray the prayer you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our hymn of preparation is a hymn of prayer. You know, this is not just your grandmama's favorite hymn. It is about, it's really about prayer. It's called In the Garden, and I hope it's special to your heart like it is to mine. Let's stand and sing this beautiful hymn, 314.
Will you pray with me? Oh Lord, we pray that you would, by the power of your spirit, open our hearts and minds, that as the word goes forth, that it may find its place in our hearts and that it may accomplish the purpose for which it is sent out. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The scripture today, the gospel reading is Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 17. Luke 18, 1 through 17. Hear now the word of the Lord. Then Jesus told them a parable about how they need to pray and always and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused. But later he said to himself, though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like the other, those other people, thieves, and rogues, adulterers, even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. People were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they sternly ordered them not to do it. Jesus called for them and said, let the little children come to me and do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm amazed how much God uh, teaches us when we have a teachable spirit, how much God teaches us about prayer when we are open to that and when we're focusing on that. I hope that that's your experience in this 40 days of prayers. You're just learning, learning, learning more about prayer because I am. I know I'm learning about prayer every which way I turn around. I tell you, I even learned a lesson about prayer from our dog, Sosa. And Sosa watches live stream. So uh, in case, hello, Sosa. She's probably wagging her tail right now because uh, she's a very religious dog. She watches uh, our live stream service. But, but Sosa um, 
Do any of y'all have a dog that has either some border collie or some uh, retriever or some, um, some blue healer or anything like that? Any of y'all have a dog that, that fits any of those scriptures that likes to go fetch tennis ball, likes to play, go, go get the tennis ball? Anybody, anybody have a dog that likes to? And I'm talking about endless hours of fun with the tennis ball. It never gets old to them, does it? It never gets old, never gets old. But sometimes we wear out. And, and so I, I, I apparently am not as fun as I need to be as far as Sosa's concerned. So one, one evening I was, I was doing the tennis ball, you know, up the hallway, she gets it, brings back. Oh, I was tired, I wanted to sit on the couch watch NCIS, I'm just telling you the truth. And, and so the tennis ball went under the couch and I thought, yeah. So I just sat down and started watching the TV and Sosa got down and she stuck her little snoot under the couch and she couldn't reach the tennis ball, it was too far back under there. Then she went with her paw underneath the couch, couldn't reach it with her paw. And I, I, all this time I'm looking out of the corner of my eye, right? Because I'm going to watch TV. And, and then I hear, <laughs> so, okay, that was the first attempt to get my attention. And then it was a little bit louder, a little bit louder, a little whimper like that. Um, and then she sat up and she gave this little woof. And that was, that was kind of like the warning shot across the bow because I knew it was gonna get louder from there. And, and it did. And finally, though I did not want to, I got up off the couch and I laid my big old self down on the floor and I reached under the couch and I got the tennis ball and we played tennis ball some more, not because I wanted to, not because I'm such a fun guy, but because I knew she was going to wear me out if, we didn't, if I didn't let her get it out of her system, right? Persistence. Persistence. I'm telling you what is absolutely necessary when you need a breakthrough in prayer. And that's exactly what some of us need from time to time. You might be sitting there now thinking, well, Pastor Sam, you read my mind because I really need a breakthrough. I've been praying. I've been praying, you know, I've got this family trouble. I, I can't get through to my son or my daughter. I, I'm having trouble. I'm having some health problems. I got this, this news from the doctor and it just doesn't look good and I need a, a health breakthrough or I have a mountain of financial debt right now. I don't know how I'm gonna handle it. God, I need a breakthrough. Or whatever personal breakthrough you have or maybe you have a friend whose marriage is falling apart and they're like, they need a breakthrough and you're praying for a breakthrough for them. So we have these three stories in Luke 18 where Jesus helps us along with how to pray for a breakthrough. Two of them are parables and one of them just something that happened. And, but they help us. And here's what I mean. Breakthrough praying takes the persistence of the widow in that first parable. Here are the two characters in that story. There's the judge and there's the widow. Um, you, you have in Luke, if you back up a few chapters in Luke 15, you have what I call some comparing stories. You remember this, the parables in Luke 15, the one about the, the lost sheep, the 
shepherd has a hundred and he loses one. He goes out and searches for it. And then, and then the woman that loses one of her coins, one of her silver coins, and she lights a lamp and sweeps the house until she finds that one coin that's missing. And then the prodigal son story where the son goes away and the, the father's looking up the road every day waiting for him to come home. So those are comparing stories. God is like that shepherd who goes to look for the lost sheep. God is like the woman who sweeps the house for the one coin. God is the loving father who's waiting for the prodigal to come home. And then you have contrasting stories where God is most definitely absolutely not like these people. And this is a contrasting story because this judge is rotten and God is most definitely not like this guy. Not only is he a bad judge, he's just a bad person. He's not a good human being. The judge, now when I picture the judge and the widow coming before the judge, sometimes I picture in the courtroom, right? And our modern day courtroom that we would see if we went before a judge in court. But this was the case in Jesus' day. It probably was a tent, you know? The judge would go around from town to town, place to place, set up the tent. He had his, I guess, bailiffs, whatever they called them that then, that were kind of guarding the tent door. And uh, how does somebody get into the tent to bring their case before the judge? They bribe the bailiffs. That's just the way it was. So you had, you, if you had power and you had influence, you had a little money to grease the wheels of justice, then you could get your case before the judge. You might even have to bribe the judge too. But if you didn't have any money, if you didn't have any influence, if you were like this poor widow, then your goose was cooked. Just as a side note, I wonder where the people of God were in this story. Because the people of God were instructed by God all the way back to Exodus 22. People of God were instructed to take care of the widows, to take care of the orphans. The powerful have always stepped on the powerless. And that's why God said, you need to take care of those who are vulnerable. But nobody was there for this widow. So she had to be there for herself. And what she lacked in money and what she lacked in, in uh, influence or people on her side, she made up for in just plain old Sosa the dog persistence. She kept coming and she kept coming and she kept coming. Grant me justice on my cause. The judge like, no. Grant me justice. No. Grant me justice. Go away, silly woman. Grant me justice. She just kept on coming. Finally, the judge, he said, even though I don't fear God and even though I have no respect for people, I'm going to give this woman justice because she's wearing me out. Just sheer persistence. So Jesus said, if a rotten scoundrel of a judge will do something like that, how much more will your heavenly father who loves you Give justice to those who cry out to him day and night. Who cry out to him, and that's important, day and night. That's the persistence part. Persistence is just a built-in part of God's prayer plan for us to pray and not give up. Sometimes we get a breakthrough in relatively short time. Sometimes it takes a long time. 
Daniel in the Old Testament prayed for 70 years for the exiles to return from Babylon. 70 years, y'all. But they returned. He had to wait, but they returned. You know why? Because God is faithful. And, and God's timing is not always our timing, but persistence. The persistence of the widow. So let's move on to the next parable. The parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee. So the lesson here is breakthrough praying takes the humility of the tax collector. Verses 9 through 14. Again, two characters in the story. They could not have been more different. Just like the judge and the widow could not have been more different. The Pharisee and tax collector could not have been more different. Pharisee, pillar of the community, the most respected person in that religious community was the the sect that was known as the Pharisees, the separated ones, the ones who gave their whole life and their whole learning to taking every single, all 613 laws, all the prophets, all everything to heart and making sure they did every single one of those rules. And, and making sure they kept him, themselves separated and, and not, not uh, defiled by anybody else who didn't take it as seriously as they did. So the Pharisee, here's his prayer. His prayer looks kind of like this. God, I'm a really great person. You're just really lucky to have somebody like me because I, I, I just, I tithe everything. You know, the Pharisees even tithe their, um, their herbs, their mints and their herbs and spices. So, okay, here's, I've got a plant that's got 10 basil leaves on it. So one of those leaves goes to you, God. And so, um, so, and he said, I fast twice a week. Well, they were only required to fast once a week, really. But he's, he's like doubling up on the fasting. I fast twice a week, God. And I'm so great, especially because I'm not like those people over there, thieves and rogues and Methodists. Y'all awake this morning? I'm not like those people. I'm especially not like this tax collector. This tax collector. And then the other guy who wouldn't even look up to heaven, who instead, it says he, he pounded on his breast. Now, not like Tarzan, you know, but, but, Pounding your breast like this was a sign of, of contrition and grief, like tearing your clothes in that day, and pounding on your breast, putting ashes on yourself. And to me, it's like, it's like he was saying, right here is the problem, God. It's not over there, it's right here. You know, right here's the problem. Be merciful to me. Be merciful to me. Now, everybody hated the tax collectors. I'm not trying to say tax collectors were great. They were awful. You know, they, they, they embezzled money from their own people. They were, they were contractors out to the Roman government, and they, they hoodooed people out of their money. There was a reason everybody hated the tax collectors, but this one was humble before God. This one didn't say the problem's over there. He said the problem's right here. He didn't brag before God. He humbled before God. And 
Remember what Jesus said in verse 14? He said, those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be lifted up. Isn't that what a breakthrough is? That we feel like we're down, and we need God to lift us up? So, the next thing we learn about prayer doesn't come from a parable so much as something that happened in Jesus' life. Um, breakthrough praying not only takes the persistence of the widow and, and the humility of the tax collector, but it takes the trust of a child. We have to become like little children. So verses 15 through 17, people were bringing their children to Jesus. And just a little side, parents, bring your children to Jesus. Bring them in prayer. Bring them to our children's ministry thing. Bring your children to Jesus so that you'll be blessed and they'll be blessed too. People were bringing even their infants to Jesus. And Mark's telling of this story, Mark 10, 16, it says that Jesus took the children in his arms and blessed them. Can't you just picture that? Taking the children in his arms and blessing them. And you know how sometimes uh, uh, there's a certain point in a child's life where they're just so trusting, they'll just run up to you and hug you. And, and it's before, you know, and sometimes as parents, we're like, no, no, don't run up and hug that random person in Walmart, you know. Uh, but a child is, is, is trusting, has a trusting heart like that. And, and, you know, not all people are trustworthy like that. Okay, so watch after your children. But here's the thing about Jesus. The children knew that Jesus was trustworthy. The parents knew there's something about Jesus there's something about Jesus. And in our prayer life, there's something about having childlike trust in our Heavenly Father. I looked up the word trust in the dictionary because I'm kind of a nerd like that. And here's what it says about trust. Trust means to believe in the reliability, the truth, the ability, and the strength of someone or something. That's who you trust, or that's what you trust. So for us, it's a matter of remembering who we're praying to or to whom we're praying. If my English teacher is watching, to whom we're praying, right? We're not praying to a heavenly bureaucrat that is super busy and says, take a number, please. We're praying to our heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, as, as we talked about last Wednesday in our Bible study, which I highly recommend this 40 Days of Prayer Bible study, we are praying to our caring Father, our close Father, our competent Father, our consistent Father. God is not fickle. God is not too busy for you. God is 100% reliable. 100% truth, 100% competent and strong, 100% able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or think, as Ephesians 3.20 says. That's God. That's God. So, will we trust him? Will we have that faith, that childlike faith?
I think one of the coolest pictures of, of that kind of childlike faith that, that I can remember in the Bible is, is when, in John chapter 6, you know where Jesus feeds the 5,000? And they're out there, and they've been out there all day listening to Jesus, this big crowd of people. And the disciples are like, these people are getting hungry. How are we going to feed these people? And Jesus said, well, what do you got? And Andrew, Peter's brother, brings this little boy up to Jesus. And this little boy's got five loaves and two fish, right? Now, I always kind of appreciated this little boy. He was the smart one, right? He brought his lunch. He had some sardines and crackers. That's what we used to eat. He, no, not sorry, but fish were probably like sorry. He had fish, he had his lunch, but you know what he did? He gave everything in his hands over to Jesus. Just gave it to him. And Jesus took it and blessed it and broke it and fed the multitude with some left over. But have you ever thought about how the little boy had to trust Jesus to give him everything that he had. Everything that he had. He handed it to Jesus. And it was a breakthrough, really. So I want to close by asking you to, to think about maybe what you have and what you've been holding on to and what you need to let go of What do you need to hand over to God this morning? What is it that you need to let go of and trust it? Just trust it into the Lord's hand. With childlike trust, he's completely trustworthy. And so next, would you be willing to examine your own posture before prayer? Before God in prayer? And make sure that you're not coming before God with this kind of, God, do something with do something with that person over there. But make sure that you're coming before God with this. It's me, oh God, standing in the need of prayer. Here I am. That humility. And then finally, would you be willing to pray with this just widow before the judge, Sosa after a tennis ball kind of persistence. Just not giving up. Because, you know, God is always faithful. And Jesus asked the question, Jesus asked the question in these stories. He says, will the Son of Man find faith on the earth when he comes? Will we be faithful? That's the only question. God is always faithful. Will we be faithful? Will you keep praying and not give up? Because you might just be right on the brink of a breakthrough. Let's pray. God, it's a privilege to be able to come to you in prayer knowing that, that you love us, that you care for. There's nothing that is too big, nothing too small. If it's big enough for us to worry about, it's big enough for us to pray about. You love us, Lord, that much. So help us not to hesitate to come before you. God, some of us need a breakthrough right soon. <laughs> right now, Lord. We want to come to you with, with persistence and with humility and with childlike trust. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Now, sometimes we come to God and we just need God to pour a healing balm on our soul. We feel like we're brokenhearted and crushed. That's what this last song is about. It's our song of invitation, and it's number 375, There Is a Balm in Gilead. As we sing this song, if you want to come to the altar and pray for anything, it's always open for your prayer. And don't forget to give us your prayer needs and your joys. Let's stand together. 375. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.